Steal My Show, episode four. In this episode, I'm joined by Mike Mannion, the Mid-Atlantic's area president for Convene. We will discuss the power of a life plan. If you want to steal my show, I'll sit back and watch you go. If you got something to say, go on and take it away. Need you to steal my show. Did your life really change shopping online for your wife's Christmas present? Isn't that crazy? Uh, it even either tells you how horrible of a shopper I am or that I'm a miracle worker. One of the two, right? No. So yes, I was online. I was shopping and I was just burdened, right? I could feel the pain of having to find an idea for Teresa for Christmas. Is your wife that hard to shop for? Uh, Unfortunately, no, I'm just that bad of a shopper. Um, you know, Teresa loves very pragmatic gifts, things that she can use. Um, I think it's very meaningful for her if I'm in tune with what she needs and if I can take the information I collect to come up with a gift that she'll be able to use. Unfortunately, so often in my life, I am so distracted by that background process in the back of my mind that I'm not in tune. What were you distracted with on that day? What wasn't I distracted with? (laughs) You know, we had just finished our annual planning process and um, I had all of these new strategies for the next year going on in my head. We were trying to finish the year strong and the business, you know, had to produce results and we were just wrapping things up and wanting to to make sure that we ended on a high note. Uh, We had family coming over for Christmas uh, in less than a week. And uh, we were planning and Teresa and I were talking about things there. There were kids activities going on. And then this burden of shopping was just overwhelming. When most people think of CEOs, they think of people who juggle lots of balls and they don't fall. Tell us why this is this was challenging to juggle all these balls. You know, think about that analogy that you just used. Juggle. When we juggle, I I actually know how to juggle. When I learned how to juggle, what I learned was it's a pattern of how you throw the balls in the air and how you catch them. It's very, very deliberate in how you are keeping the balls in the air at the same time. And I think that is the fundamental mistake that CEOs, that senior executives, any leader makes is that they're not deliberate about the balls in the air. So you are not deliberate in this instance. And how is that making you feel or act? That's right. So my life was happening to me. I was busy. I had a plan at work, but the rest of my life it was just happening to me and I didn't know how to take it. I didn't know how to be deliberate about it to keep the balls in the air. So you're online shopping and what happened next? (laughs) So I stumbled across and and by the way, here's a ramification of not being deliberate. I was so distracted. I couldn't even keep my focus on shopping. So I found myself reading the news and then I found myself browsing through some blogs I normally read. And, And there's one blog in particular, it's Michael Hyatt's blog that I tripped across and I noticed something that had been there forever, which was download my ebook on building a life plan. Now, what was it about that that attracted your attention? It it was this whole concept of life plan. Wow, I've got a business plan. Here I am, one of the things on top of my mind is how to put these strategies into place. And it feels so good to go through that process and to have 
clarity and, and be crystal clear about what we're pursuing at work. And it hit me. Why don't I do that in my own life? So you're not talking about a personal life plan that's different from a business life plan. You're talking about something comprehensive. Absolutely. This is integrating every single aspect of your life together. And and that's exactly what I did. I actually ended up blocking off two days. I said, I'm going to take the, the, the week between Christmas and New Year's. It's always a down week. I'm going to take two days. I'm going to spend six hours in both of those days. And I'm going to be deliberate about figuring out what are those big buckets in my life that I care about and how to integrate them together and how to keep the balls in the air. Okay. Hold on a second. Now I know that between Christmas and New Year's is a downtime for some people, but you're looking at a new year yeah. and you run a company and you blocked out six hours to do nothing but life plan. That was not only six hours, 12 hours, six hours in two different days. Wow. Yeah. And I think that's the mistake so many of us make. And it's why we're not deliberate is that we are working in our businesses or working in our lives, but not on our lives. Well, wasn't there some little bird on your shoulder saying there's no way you can afford to set that time aside? You know, no doubt about it. I, I think I was fortunate because that week for me has always been a week where I get so much done and I get ahead and I catch up because so many people are on vacation. I've always worked through it. And there was that bird on my shoulder saying, get ahead, get ahead, get ahead. But I also knew that I couldn't stay on the hamster wheel. And that I had to take time to back up, to create that deliberate plan so I could keep the balls in the air. What does it feel like or what did it feel like to be on the hamster wheel? Go, 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 go. And not knowing what results you were producing because of it. But what did it feel like? Ooh, you know, uh, disheartening. Um, it, it felt frantic. It, it felt, you know, I guess the best way I can describe it is lack of peace. It was chaotic, right? There was always something else to be done. And it was jumping from one thing to the next to the next without an ability to slow down, pause, and, and make sure you're working on not only what's urgent, but more importantly, what's important. At the end of the 12 hours, did you have a life plan? <laughs> I did. I did. And, and not only that, here's the thing for me, and this is why I've done it every year since. This is my third year um, that I'll be doing my life plan. In the first two years, I produced results in those years that I never would have imagined I could have produced because of that clarity, because of the focus around not only my life plan that I, I developed, but the annual plan and the strategic initiatives in my entire life that I wanted to put into place. So what did you learn? Yeah. In just a few words, what did you learn? I learned to take time to think, to back up and to think of my life in a holistic manner to make sure that I am doing the right things. Give them what they came for If you want to steal my show I'll sit back and watch you go If you got something to say Go on and take it away Need you to steal my show Can't wait to watch you go oh, oh, oh. So take it away You mentioned a, a comprehensive life plan and there's lots of places, hundreds of places. <laughs> Too many, right? Yeah, that, that we can go to to learn how to plan. Mm -hmm. uh, what's different? What, what's your secret sauce? You know, what I discovered was that I had been planning, like so many people, within the context of a zero-sum game, 
right? Imagine a checkerboard. Mm -hmm. There's only so many squares on that checkerboard. And I was frantically looking for new places. And any time I took those squares up for one area of my life, it meant that it wasn't being used for another. So what were some of the squares on your checkerboard? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, no doubt work, no doubt being a husband, being a father. Um, my church is important to me. Some of the philanthropic efforts I'm in, my, my own um, personal development, whether that be physical fitness and keeping myself healthy or it be uh, my mental formation and continuing to challenge myself. So if I think about that checkerboard example, yeah. there are lots of distinct squares. Absolutely. Well, what happens when work start that work square starts to get bigger. Yeah. So I, I end up taking a black chip off and putting a red chip on and all of a sudden there's more red chips. And, but listen to what I just said, I had to take a black chip off. Right. And so it was a zero sum game and everything was competing for mind share and for focus within my life. What do you do differently now that you have this life plan? So as I was sitting through these two days and I really started reflecting on how to plan, what I realized was that my life is actually more like the Olympic rings. Think about the Olympic rings. Um, the more you scale those Olympic rings, the more they overlap. Just in case someone doesn't know what the Olympic rings <laughs> look like, can you paint us a visual picture? Please? Yeah. So, right. The Olympic rings are three concentric circles on the top and two on the bottom that all overlap. And they're these intersecting points, right? Mm -hmm. um, if you imagine those circles, the bigger they get, the more they intersect with the others. And, and it's those intersection points that through my planning, I learned that I needed to spend more time on. Give us an example. Well, let's take a simple one. One of the things last year that I determined I needed to do was to challenge myself mentally more. I needed to continue my education and make sure that I was continually sharpening the saw. So that was one of your circles. It was one of my circles. Absolutely. And in that, I thought reading Harvard Business Review, HBR, would be one of those things that I really should do but hadn't done. And what I realized was that if I leveraged my social media platform and began to share what I was reading in the morning, your social media platforms, another one of your circles. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my professional brand being out there as a thought leader um, is absolutely one of those circles. And what I realized was these two things come together. If I want to position myself as a business leader, as a executive that is to be paid attention to in the market, that it was a very valuable thing to share lessons that I was learning in real time. So if I set aside time in the morning to read, to educate myself, to stay fresh, well, I could use that time to forage for content, to share in a public forum with others, to position myself in that way. So as the professional development, personal development, intellectual development gets bigger, so does the social media circle get bigger. You just hit the nail on the head. The better I do at one, the better I do at another. How do you go about figuring out what to focus on in the intersection? How do you do that? You know, I think it's a creative process of brainstorming. What I ended up doing during this two-day period of time was, yeah, the first one was coming up with all of my circles. What are my circles? But the second step was deliberately thinking about how they can intersect. What are your circles? 
So we want to know, <laughs> you know, I, I have a very deliberate list. Um, you know, number one for me is God. It's my faith life uh, is my, my first priority. My second priority, um, interestingly enough, is myself, is my personal development. And, and a lot of people say that's kind of selfish. Um, I have found that if I'm not taking care of myself, my health, sleep is a great example. All right. My fitness, my mental health, I'm not good at anything else. And so while it's not my biggest circle, it is definitely my prioritized circle. This is kind of like the airplane example where you put the oxygen mask on yourself first. <laughs> you hit the nail on the head. Okay. That's exactly okay. right. So that's number two for me. Number three for me is my family. Um, and I divide that up. I really have two different circles. One is as a husband and the other one is as a father. Um, and then I guess the third one would be my extended family. That's important to me as well. Um, my fourth is my work. Um, that's a circle that quite frankly is probably my biggest circle, but not necessarily the highest priority circle. So all of these circles intersect with each other. Absolutely. And, and that's what I took that two day period of time to do. Okay. I took the time to list out my circles and figure out what they were, but the bulk of the time was exploring different ways where they could play off each other, where they could benefit each other. How do you do that? You know, that's where the time comes out, right? It's hard to set aside time to think. But what I chose to do was to prioritize working on my life versus just being in my life and letting it run me. Were you able to find intersection points between all of those various areas of your life? I was. I was able to find creative ways to let one Every single one of my circles impact the other. So uh, here's another example. I have found ways to allow my business to impact my ability to father my children. How do you do that? Well, here's here's a simple example. Um, I've actually taken my two oldest children on business trips. With How me. old are they? Um, my oldest is 13. Uh, she was 12 at the time. Um, and my, uh, my second is uh, 11. And uh, he was 10 at the time when I took him. And um, they've both sat through meetings before. Um, one of them was a business meeting that my son accompanied me on. Uh, the other one, my daughter accompanied me when I was meeting um, one of the boards that I serve on in, in one of my the philanthropic endeavors that I, one of the charities that I support. She came and not only spent the day um, with the organization as I was in the board meeting, but then afterwards participated in so, some of the discussions and meetings that we were having. Yeah. Wow. Great example. Give us another example, maybe how your faith overlaps with your philanthropic. Yeah. So, you know, what I've chosen to do, my wife and I have come up with this strategy around the charities that we support. Such as? Such as the Franciscan University of Steubenville. Um, you know, th this is actually a great example. This is one we are both passionate about children and education. And we have chosen to support organizations that are aligned with that. Well, a university absolutely is. Well, it happens to also be a Catholic university that aligns with my faith. And oh, by the way, by serving on an institutional board, that's very helpful for me in my professional career. Not only from a, um, a, a, a brand or a presence just being acknowledged on a board, but even more importantly, what I learned from looking at a business from the outside in has helped me mature as a leader. What I just heard you say, I think, is that by investing your time in that endeavor, you've got your work circle, 
your your faith circle, your charitable organization circle, and your personal development circle. And I'm guessing you didn't mention it, but you've got your marriage circle there as well. I was just going to add that. So it's something that my wife happens to be very passionate about as well. She accompanies me on many of the board uh, to the many of the board meetings and is also involved in what we do there. How has that brought you closer together as a couple? Well, it gives us a common mission to pursue. Right. It gives us something that we are engaged with together. And while obviously she's not in the board meetings, it's something that we share a passion for that we can support together. You're telling me that your relationship with Teresa is better off because you serve on this board together and these circles intersect. Yeah, that's right. And I would say in the old world, when I was thinking about the world from a checkerboard perspective and it was a zero sum game. That is a great example of something that was competing for my time. And it was an area of my life where it was just another weekend away. It was something that was ripping me away from the family. It has now become something that is exponentially more beneficial to the family, not just my wife. We've brought our children a couple of times to come learn more about what it is that we're doing and why we support this university. If you could summarize for us the, the steps you took to with the secret sauce here <laughs> of your life plan are what? Right. Number one, figure out what those circles in your life are. Number two, spend time thinking about how they intersect. How do they overlap so that they can benefit each other as you spend more and more time working on it? creating a life plan, a comprehensive plan that pulls all the priorities of your life together. But the secret is finding those integration points. So often the areas of our life fight against each other. But if you can take the time to identify those priorities and find the ways where they can complement each other, support each other, and drive them forward, you'll be living an integrated life that truly accelerates together in a holistic way. Here's my challenge for you. In the next 14 days, find the time. Find those two six-hour blocks. Set aside 12 hours to simply think through your life. Think through what those priorities are and find where those concentric circles overlap. Remember, as you spend more time at those integration points, you will be fueling multiple areas of your life and you'll find that you're not only much more satisfied and much more successful, but that you're not sabotaging one area of your life for another. So go do it. Find those two six hour blocks, set aside those 12 hours and by creating a life plan, you can go do something greater than yourself. To say if you want to steal